0: Good morning church family, welcome to Resurrection. We welcome you to our worship service and even though we are online, we greet you with Jesus joy. We encourage you to share this broadcast with your family and your friends. Listen family, we are excited that on February 1st, we will start our 21 days of corporate prayer and fasting. Scripture tells us in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. With that in mind, our theme for our 21 days is expect something amazing. Speaking of amazing, we did something amazing and new this year. 10 of our church members came together and we wrote a 21 day devotional. That's right, each day of the fast, of our time of fasting and praying, you will have a scripture and a word of encouragement written by one of Resurrection's own members that will inspire you. You can pick up a hard copy of the devotional next Sunday at the church campus between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m., or we will send out a digital version of it through email. We don't know if we will be in person for worship service Uh, at the church campus or not, but a few of us will be at this campus to hand out devotionals no matter what. All right, it's time to worship. Pastor Brown is continuing his sermonic series called Reset. And I am telling you, you do not want to miss any installment of this series. But first the praise team is here to lead us into the presence of the Lord. God bless you, family. Let's worship.
1: family, welcome to church. It is a good thing to give praise to our God continually. Did you come with a praise in your heart? Did you log in with a praise in your heart? Come on, clap those hands. worship him right here in this moment if you know that the Lord's been good to you in spite of you come on lift your voice right where you are the song says his goodness is running after you no matter what you've done no matter where you've been his love is chasing you his goodness is chasing you I don't know what you need this morning but if you just stop and surrender he wants to love you he wants to be good to you Come on, let's worship Him. Let's worship Him. Let's worship Him. Your goodness is running after. Hi, hey, we bless Your name, Jesus. We glorify You. We honor Your name, Jesus. Come on, let's say that together right here. Your goodness is running after. Right here, Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Come on, Paula, sing it out. Your goodness. Is Is running is running after, running after me. We praise you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you
2: honor. Hallelujah. You've been good Let us go to God in prayer. Father, we are grateful for the privilege to be able to come. stand behind this sacred desk and proclaim your word. What a mighty God you are to allow us as we speak from this place, from this platform, even though we are not all in our building, we are still able to be connected to the whole world. We pray that you would bless your word, let it be magnified, your name. We want to make sure that it's magnified and your, your people, we pray that this word would let them be edified in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you would Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. You are our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Greeting family, friends, members, guests who are here today. I am again excited and enthusiastic about the kingdom of God again we hope that you and your loved ones are safe during this treacherous time Uh, we wish that we were able to be able to be together and share this word hopefully next Sunday hear me this is your announcement next Sunday we will be back in our buildings back to the 9 a.m worship over at the rock we just renovated that campus and so we only had one service there so far but we'll be back there in our Uh, Rock Campus, and then 1030 at the Shirts Campus, 1030 a.m. at the Shirts, 9 a.m. at the Rock, 1030 here at the Shirts. For more information, uh, hopefully your information uh, is on file, and for more detailed information, uh, it'll be coming through email, website, Facebook, any social media platform that we have. Look for it, and then don't forget here, most importantly, to download the resurrection app if you download that app you can get that information instantly listen before we begin i want to say thank you again for being in the spirit of prayer continuing uh to share your resources continuing to be generous i can't thank you enough and when we get back uh, together we're going to just give god a great big shout stay safe And continue in prayer. Uh, Let us go to the word of God. I want to call your attention to the gospel of Luke. Luke's gospel. Chapter 5. And I want to read into your hearing verses 1 through 5. We're reading from the New Living Translation. And it reads like this. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats Master Simon replied, we worked hard on last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks and praise be to God. We're continuing our series of messages entitled Reset based on the belief that just as you need to periodically reset your computer in the same way periodically we need to reset our lives because on the pc reset requires three keys control alt and delete and in life god's promise to us is that if you would give me control I will show you an alternative and delete any file that the enemy will use to try to block your destiny. Last week, we encouraged you to reset your faith, but today we want to focus on failure, say failure. That no matter how you have failed, where you have failed, and no matter how many times you have failed, we want to encourage you today to reset your failures. That raises the question that I'd like to lift before you right now, and that is, what do you do when you fail? One of my favorite movies from the 80s starred Ralph Macchio called The Karate Kid, in which he played the character Daniel LaRusso. Daniel is an inspiring character raised in a tough part of a town that had to battle bullies and literally fight his way to a world karate championship. Helped by his teacher and mentor from Okinawa named Mr. Miyagi. That's part one. And there were at least four in that franchise. In part two, Daniel decides to go to Okinawa and with Mr. Miyagi with him to visit his father who was critically ill. And while he was there, he attracted a bully. Now, I don't know what it is about Daniel, but it seemed to be that wherever he went, a bully seemed to show up. He had become famous in part one at the conclusion for his move called the crane technique. He got the victory in part one because of the crane technique. Stay with me. Because in part two, when he used his crane technique in a new situation, the new bully knew the crane technique and he caught his leg and almost broke his leg. That was Daniel LaRusso's best move, but the old technique did not work in this new reality. And so my question again is what do you do when your best move does not work? When you've done your best as a parent as a partner as a peer, and it just doesn't work. What do you do? How do you handle it when you've done your best as an employer or an employee, as a neighbor, a Christian, a church member, or a student? How do you handle it when your best doesn't work? <laughs> Where you can see the potential in your situation, but you just can't produce the, that possibility. So instead of success, You keep finding failure. What do you do when you fail? That's the focus of our sermonic spotlight in this message today. And this is critical, y'all, because somebody listening to me right now knows that when it comes to failure, you're either in the midst of a failure, just came out of a failure, or you're on your way to a failure. Because watch this. Failure is a part of life. You ought to write that in the chat space failure is a part of life and our text for today opens in a context of failure peter and his colleagues had fished all night and caught nothing and often when we experience failure in our occupation we immediately compl- conclude that the problem is our location that we need to move somewhere else but this te- text today takes exception with that idea and suggests that often what's needed is not a change in your location, but a change in your orientation because your focus is in the wrong place. And that's what Peter discovered struggling with his occupation. He decided to change his location until the Lord showed up with mercy, favor, grace and a surprise. (laughs) The Lord, listen to me, hear me well, changed his situation by working a miracle right where he was. I think I ought to pause right there and remind somebody that God is still working miracles. He's still in the miracle working business. Go on and write that in the chat space. Our God, y'all, is so awesome. He can move mountains, keep me in the valley and hide me from the rain. And every now and then, God, watch this, will step into our situation and do something that is beyond our capacity. To us, it's a miracle. But to God, it's just another move. And I recognize that some people, y'all hear me well, don't even believe in miracles, even though more than likely you're either sitting next to one or if you look in the mirror, you're looking at one. There's somebody right now who's listening to me right now who given the problems that you've had and the life that you've lived, the experiences that you've endured, the odds that you have faced, the struggles you've had to tackle. You should have been done dead and defeated a long time ago, but you are still alive, still breathing, still kicking, still moving because God made a move that you called a miracle. Some people don't believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. And I've got to confess that I agree with A.W. Tozer, who said it best when he said anything God has ever done, he can do now. Anything God has ever done anywhere, he can do here. And anything God has ever done for anybody, he can do it for you. You ought to be shouting where you are. That what God has done, God can do. It's no secret what God can do. What is done for others he can do for you that if God saved then he can save now if he healed then he can heal now. I wish I had some uh, witnesses in this building if he delivered then he could deliver now because God is the same yesterday today and forever. I don't know if you've noticed or not but I need to tell you that before God ever works a miracle things often look like a mess. Oh, yeah, that's the tale of this text. There is a hot mess in Luke chapter five. Read it. The disciples had fished. They had failed. They were now frustrated. And so now they are washing their nets and they never watch this. They never wash their nets until they're finished. So even though they had failed. They concluded they were finished and they washed their nets on the shore. The next morning, Jesus shows up. The crowd gathered around him and Jesus asked to use Peter's boat as a platform from which to preach. Peter consented and Jesus preached. And after the service was over and the benediction was announced, Jesus said, now launch out into the deep water. Let down your nets and you're going to catch some fish. They followed his instructions. They caught so many fish that they not only filled up their boat, but they had to point uh, to the point it almost sunk. But they had to also call other boats to share in the catch with them. That's what I call a reset. One moment they're failing, failing at fishing. And the next moment they're finding more fish than they could handle. Their, Their failure was transformed into success every miracle that Jesus ever performed had both a message and a method and there are at least four messages in this text about how to turn failure into sex to success anybody anybody could uh want to hear uh that today anybody interested in that Because it does not matter where your failure is, whether it be in your dream, in your marriage, on your job, your career, whatever it is. These four simple steps can give you a reset. Let me share it with you real quickly, because number one, this text suggests that if you are in a failing situation, that's the time for an invitation. Say invitation. In fact, you ought to write that down, that it's time for an invitation. What's the invitation? you got to invite Jesus aboard your boat. you got to get Jesus in your circumstances. You have to invite Jesus into your situation. That's the starting point for resetting your failure. In verse 3, the text says Jesus got into one of the boats, the one that belonged to Simon Peter. And when Jesus got aboard their boat, watch this. They caught more fish in 12 minutes than they had in 12 hours. (laughs) It was the same boat on the same lake with the same nets and the same fishermen looking for the same catch. The only difference was that Jesus was now on board their boat. Help me, Lord Jesus. Can I ask you something real quickly? Is Jesus on the boat of your life? Have you invited Jesus to really seriously come into every situation into your life? You've got to invite him in, y'all, because Jesus will not come in uninvited. Revelations three, he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together. God says "Now you don't have to let me in, but you can't run away from me. He will keep on knocking until somebody opens the door. Is he knocking on your door right now? If he is, you've got to invite him in, brother. You've got to invite him in, sister. The boat for Peter represented his business. His boat was his livelihood. It, it was how he put food on the table. And yet when Jesus asked for it, watch this, Peter provided it. And it as a result, Jesus showed him possibilities in it. That he never could have discovered on his own. That when Peter invited Jesus into his business, the return on that investment was unbelievable. Now, I'm not recommending that you make Jesus your business partner, but I do suggest that you ought to make him the CEO, preach, Pastor. Because if he's your CEO, the CEO of your business, listen, I'm a witness that he'll handle your business because whatever you want to grow, you've got to give it to God. Whatever you want God to bless, you've got to bestow. Whatever you want God to raise, you've got to release. Look at the sequence of these events. First, Peter gave his vote for the Lord's purpose. Then the Lord gave his blessing for Peter's provision. Do I need to repeat that? Peter gave. And Jesus obliged. Jesus gave and Peter was overwhelmed. (laughs) Somebody ought to grab that right now because when you give to the Lord what belongs to you for him to use, what he gives back to you will be more than you could ever think, ask or imagine. That's called the principle of priority. Some of us got to get our priorities right. Matthew 6 and 33 helps us when it says seek first the kingdom of God. And then it says all these things. Some of us are seeking the things first, but the Lord's message to us in this area is that in any area of your life, whatever you put me first in will make, I will make you first at. Oh, I think I need to say that one more time. Whatever you put him first in, he will make you first at. Put me first in your marriage and I'll make it marvelous. Put me first in your finance and I'll make it fruitful. Put me first in your business and I'll handle your business. Whatever you put him first in, he will make you first at. Can I get a witness today? That if you want to reset your failures and recover from your failures, you've got to invite Jesus into your failure. And that's the difference between fishing all night and failing and fishing for a few minutes, think for a few minutes and finding. That's the first principle, there must be an invitation. But secondly, here's the second one, y'all. There must be affirmation, say affirmation. In order for God to reset our failures, we have to be willing to affirm and agree that our efforts have failed. The scripture calls that process confession. If I wanna see change, I've got to be willing to confess that things are not working. I can't be in denial. As long as I insist on being fake and phony and superficial, nothing is going to change. But if you're ready for a real change, it starts with getting real with God. Somebody ought to put that in the chat space. Get real with God, because it's better to admit and affirm what you know the truth to be. And that's what Peter did in verse five. He said, Master, we've worked all night and caught nothing. They, listen, they caught nothing. We, we worked all night and, and caught nothing. They had been fishing for 12 hours, y'all, not as leisure. They weren't just out there having fun. This was not just activity. I've done that. I've been to Corpus and fished for leisure. No, their families were depending for on their catch. In addition, these young boys were not novices. They were professional expert fishermen. They had grown up on the lake. They knew where to fish, they knew how to fish, they knew when to fish, they knew what day to fish, they knew how to drop their nets. They had a Ph.D. in fishology, but for all they knew, nothing had been accomplished. How do you, and listen, do you realize that even, watch this, superstars strike out, <laughs> We're in the midst of football playoff season, y'all, and we are all witnesses to the fact that even the best football teams can get beat. I ain't talking about the Cowboys today. It wasn't as if this crew was attempting to do something they hadn't done before. They were experts. They were professionals. They were doing what they had done best, but their best wasn't good enough. Where's James Ingram when you need him? (laughs) And somebody listening to me right now knows that experience over the past 12 months. I don't even know who I'm talking to, but you've been trying to do what you were trained to do, what you knew how to do, what you had previously had success in doing. But for the past 12 months, I don't know, past 12 weeks, I don't know, whatever Time frame, it's been, it just hasn't worked out for you. Have you ever felt like I've tried so hard, but it's never enough? I do the best that I can, but it doesn't seem to make any kind of difference. I work like Lionel Richie all night long, (laughs) but I don't have anything to show for it. I've been doing the best that I know how to do, but it's been giving me nothing but the worst that it can offer. What do you do, y'all, when your best is not good enough? Can I preach right here? Because I already told you that reset requires an invitation. You've got to invite Jesus into your situation and in your circumstances. If you're discouraged, invite Jesus into that discouragement. If you're ashamed, invite Jesus into that shame. If you're embarrassed, invite Jesus into that embarrassment. If you're feeling down uh, on yourself, invite Jesus into that circumstance. If you feel... Failed, invite Jesus into that failure. If you're struggling with regret, invite Jesus in and then affirm the truth. Say to him, Lord, my best is not working. I'm not doing well. This this is this, that, and the other are beating me down and keeping me down and strangling my joy and taking away my hope. I want to reset in my life. Reset requires. An invitation, it requires affirmation. And in that affirmation, you got to be honest and say, Lord, I admit I'm incapable of solving this. I can't change this. I can't fix this or mend this on my own. My best is not good enough to break this habit and overcome this hurt and climb out of this hole and find my way forward. I need your help. I got some scripture. Proverbs 28 and 13 says a person who refuses to admit their mistakes will never be successful. But those that confess and forsake. will get another chance. Somebody ought to just be raising your hand right there. I wonder, is there anybody who can stand another chance? It takes an invitation. It takes an affirmation. Are you ready for step number three? It takes determination. Oh, we're going somewhere here, y'all, because we must determine that we will do what the Lord tells us to do. It's just that simple. we got to cooperate with his commands, even if it don't make sense. Because in verse four, Jesus has launched out into the deep water. Simon answered, Master, we've worked all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the net. And that's why they caught more, y'all, more fish in 12 minutes. Than they had in 12 hours. Notice Jesus told them when to fish now. Notice he told them where to fish in the deep. Notice he told them how to fish. Let down your nets. Specific instructions. Notice how specific the instructions are. He guides them step by step into the area where they had just Failed. And now we have to give Peter credit right here because when Jesus told him where and how and when he didn't argue, although he could have. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> if he were like some people I know, I, maybe you don't know any like this, but if he were like people I know he, who, who will remain nameless and, and for the purposes of this message, since it's going worldwide, uh, I won't share any names, but he would have said like some of the people I know. Now, 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 wait a minute, Jesus. We just left there, Jesus. I, I already been there, done that, got a T-shirt, got a hat, and, and you just showed up. But we've been out here all night long and we ain't caught nothing. Jesus, look, we haven't slept all night. We hungry. We're dog tired. And and, and now you did well in the synagogue. I heard you. I can tell from the crowd that that, that's following you, that that you are the flavor that they say. I mean, you man, you preach good. But but I'm not going to go up in the church trying to tell you how to do the church thing, because that's your thing, Jesus. But 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 Jesus, this thing right here, this fishing thing this thing right here Jesus this this is my thing I ain't going to tell you how to do your thing and don't you be coming out here telling me how to do my listen you ain't even got a fisher's license now Peter could have said all that and somebody here can identify because if we're all honest today all of us are tempted to be guided by our history rather than being pulled by our destiny he could have argued but he didn't he chose y'all to do something that was contrary to his experience and his expertise he did not let past failure rob him of present potential I think I just said something that's a word for somebody because sometimes the Lord will lead you back to the same place where you just failed in order to give you outrageous success. Peter didn't argue. Peter did not delay. He didn't procrastinate. He said, because you say so, I'll try it again. And some of us need to decide today, right now, to make that kind of declaration in your marriage with your goals, with your dreams, with your children, with your plans and with your hopes. You need to say, God, I've tried and I failed. My best wasn't good enough. But if you say so, I'm going to try it again. Because you, if you say so, I'm, I'm going to believe just because you said so. I, I'm going to church just because you said so. In fact, I'm going to join a ministry just because you said so. I'm going to get baptized because you say so. I'm going to forgive because you say so. I'm going to stop cussing because you say so. I'm going to trust because that's what faith looks like. Like, ladies and gentlemen, faith always requires risk. Jesus said, get out in the deep. Can I give you the Ray Brown remix? Get in over your head. Because when you are not living by faith, as long as your feet are on the ground, you are not living by faith. But if you're going to live by faith, you've got to get in over your head. Get out in the deep in the deep water why because that's where all the big fish are big fish don't swim in shallow water I don't know a whole lot about fishing but I know that and if you want a sardine quality of life then stay in shallow water because there are no big fish in shallow water I don't know about you but I've had enough sardines in my life I'm ready for some big fish. You have to get in over your head and follow God, even when it doesn't make sense. And it requires, watch this, faith, all faith requires great risk. But it also gives great rewards. Man, I'm almost through. (laughs) Let me finish the story of Mr. Miyagi and Daniel LaRusso. Because let me tell you about Mr. Miyagi. I told you that the crane technique didn't work and that he almost broke his leg and the second time around. And if you saw the movie. Broken. Bloody. He's standing in the middle of the arena. The old technique doesn't work in the new situation. But he looks up in the stands and looks up and he sees Mr. Miyagi, his master, his teacher. Mr. Miyagi never says a word, but he has this. This, this, this toy that he pulls out of his pocket and he starts doing this with the toy. It's a little stick with some uh, string attached and some balls on it. And Mr. Miyagi stood there swinging that paddle back and forth, back and forth, click, click, click. And he's playing with the toy. And as he's playing, it reminds Daniel of a new move that his master had taught him. Standing there bl- broken and bloody. With his opponent coming at him, Daniel acted like he was a paddle. While his opponent was coming, he acted like that paddle swinging back and forth and he hit him with a left. Then he hit him with a right and he got the victory over his opponent because even though the old move didn't work, the new move did. Man, I want to shout if you don't. It worked on both sides, y'all. It worked on the left and it worked on the right. And I know somebody else who was bloody and broken. And his first move didn't work. In fact, they ran him out of city and and, and in fact, they, they, they hung him high and they stretched him wide. They dropped him low, put him in a borrowed tomb, stayed there all Friday night, all day Saturday, all Saturday night. But early one Sunday morning, he looked up to his father and he showed him a new move and raised him with all power in his hands. I don't need to tell you his name is Jesus. That if you want to reset your failures, transform your failures into success, it takes an invitation. Then it takes affirmation. Here's my last one and then we'll be done. Takes determination. But the last one I want to give you is this expectation. You've got to expect Jesus to turn things around. (laughs) Listen, if the Lord tells you to go fish, then he gets in your boat with you. Tell you when to go. Tell you what to do and tell you how to do it. There shouldn't be any doubt that your nets are about to be filled because God never guides where he does not provide God never sponsors a flop God never wastes in any energy when Jesus said launch out into the deep Peter had to be trembling with expectation because he had the Lord in his boat he had the Lord's plan in his mind he had the Lord's promise in his heart He was doing the Lord's will, the Lord's way, according to the Lord's word. There was no way he could lose with what he chose to use. Hear me well. You need to tell yourself today that there's no way I can lose with the stuff I choose to use. I'm going to get up every day expecting a miracle. I'm going to get up every day expecting a turnaround. I'm going to get up every day looking for my blessing. I'm going to get up every day looking for my miracle because miracles don't happen where they are needed. Miracles happen where they are expected. You've got to be looking for it. You've got to be standing on tip To anticipation, because in verse six, it says when the fishermen did as Jesus told them to do, they caught so many fish that their net began to break. And so they called their partners from other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they were almost sinking when they did the Lord's will." The Lord's way, according to the Lord's word, they got more than enough. I'm through preaching. I'm finished preaching. I'm sorry if you're not shouting yet. But I want let me leave this last thing with you. God wants to bless your life, not just with enough, but more than enough. You ought to write that in the chat space more than enough. He wants to bless you with more than enough. But but what you have to understand about more than enough is that more than enough is a test. Because when he gives you more than what you need, he's watching to see if you're going to either consume it all yourself or whether you're going to turn around and bless somebody else. God is saying, I'm going to bless you in an unexpected way. And when I bless you, I'm watching to see if you're going to bless somebody else. Because the last thing that happens in the text, watch this, is when they catch the fish. And they catch all the fish. They get to the shore and leave it. I'm gonna pause right there. Biggest catch they ever had. Biggest catch they've ever seen. They get to the shore and they leave it. And then they follow Jesus. Does that make sense? I mean, how do you make sense of it? Can I tell you real quickly? Here it is. Here's what they did. Instead of focusing on what he gave. They focused on him. Man, that'll hold you right there. Instead of focusing on what he provided, they focused on the provider. Listen, the one who provides is always better than the provision. Provision is never a problem as long as you are rolling with the provider. Boy, listen, you ought to say not just to a friend, but you ought to say to yourself, if you don't have nobody around you, I don't know about you, but I'm rolling with the provider. Uh, you ought to tell somebody when you get a chance or either put it in a chat space. I'm rolling with Jesus. I may not have all that I want to have, but he's going to make sure that I have everything I need to have. God will take care of me because I'm rolling with Jesus. Be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Somebody said beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. Won't he do it? Somebody ought to shout, yes, he will. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? He'll take care of you. Reset your failures. God bless you. God bless you.
0: What an incredible on-time word from Pastor Brown. Thank you, Pastor, for helping us to reset. Perhaps there is someone today who wants to reset their life by becoming part of God's family. Resetting your life is really as simple as A, B, C a admit that you need God and without him you are lost in sin b is for believe that jesus is the son of god and died for your sins and c confess that jesus is lord and is one day coming back for us we have made joining this church super easy for you we invite you to take out your phone and text the word join, J-O-I-N to 830-689-8074. We will then connect you immediately with one of our sharers and tell you how to become part of the family. If you're sending that text or you already sent it, we welcome you to the resurrection family. Now, before we go, we once again wanna thank each and every one of you for your continued financial support of this ministry you can continue to sow into resurrection into good soil by giving electronically through Pushpay. Or you could go to your app store if you haven't already downloaded the Pushpay app, look for resurrection, or you can click the give link on the church website, or you can mail it in or drop it off to our shirts location. We thank you so much for joining us on today. Now, listen, don't forget to pick up your devotional next Sunday at the shirts campus between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. Or make sure we have your email address so we can send it to you digitally. And we're all going to prepare to expect something amazing. God bless you and keep you is our prayer. Have a fantastic week.